Welcome to today's podcast episode where I have Misty Thomas as our guest expert for today's podcast episode. Now, you may not have heard of Misty yet. Yet is the key word here because she's kind of been in the background. So Misty is one of my next level coaches. She has been trained by, maybe you've heard of these people, Jody Moore, Brooke Castillo, in the Life Coach School. Misty focuses on the life coaching aspect of running a business. Over the last couple months, I've been able to watch Misty, as well as two other of our Momentum coaches, Melissa and Tanya, dive in and help people create consistency and feeling the constant momentum of moving forward in their business. And the outcomes of it have been mind-blowing. And so that is why I wanted to bring Misty on to talk about the things that she does, the things that she helps coach, so you can get a taste of how the life coaching aspect while running a business can be so powerful in getting your business to grow, to be able to hit those goals that you want to. Now, I personally know the power of business coaches and life coaches. I don't ever want to run a business without a coach. They have helped me to see things that I could not see, could never see. And they help me to get on the business jet versus the business crawl, like I talk about in episode 19. Misty is going to dive in and talk about why you have to commit first before you can ever feel comfortable. Sometimes in our heads, we think it's the other way around and say, oh, as soon as I'm comfortable, I'll commit. Well, she's going to talk about why that's backwards and how it actually works. She's going to talk about why getting stopped, like let's say you get stopped at a red light. That doesn't mean to turn around and go home, right? She's going to talk about what that red light means. Then she's going to dive into how thoughts lead to actions And that leads to experiences and how to practice changing your thoughts to give you completely different outcomes. Now, I mentioned earlier about the Next Level program. The Next Level program is currently closed right now, but we will be opening it up this August. So I can't wait for you to get a taste of how Misty presents things, just like the other Momentum Coaches So in the meantime, while this next level program is currently closed, you can start feeling that momentum. So pull out your pen and paper. I literally took sheets of notes and I am so thrilled that you will do the same. All right, let's dive in. Hey, hey, you are listening to the Because I Can Life podcast, where we believe we can decide our own income, choose happiness, kick bear in the teeth, and never, ever stop. Why? Because we can. I'm your host, Allison J. Prince, and I went from being a junior high science teacher to building four online multi-million dollar businesses with four kids at my feet. Each week, I'm bringing you real conversations that have led me, as well as other experts, to step into our dream online business lifestyle so that you can get the answers you need to craft your Because I Can Life as well. Take that first step and commit now to your Because I Can Life by downloading your free personal bundle at allisonjprince.com forward slash bundle. All right, Misty, you're here. I am so excited that you said yes to this podcast because you have amazing powers. 
And I don't mean like that you were born with them. You have learned them. You've learned the gift to help others see their powers. So will you just give us a little bit of background? Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me here. And I'm super excited to be here and talk about um, all of this fun stuff that we're going to talk about. But um, just a little bit about myself. I live in Mesa, Arizona with my husband, John, and we have four kids. We've got two that are adults and out living on their own now, and two teenagers that are still living at home. We also have a son-in-law and two adorable granddaughters, which is so, so fun. So um, I didn't know <laughs> you had grandbabies. I do. And the crazy thing about that is they are two and five, so not even okay, babies I anymore. <laughs> I thought you were early 30s. Not kidding. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> no, we've we've um, had some fun times and into the next stage of life where we have grandkids, which is super super fun. Oh, so, congratulations! How thanks, fun. thanks. So, so just a little bit about how I got into coaching. I've been following it for about five years now, and when I first discovered coaching, I didn't even know what it was like it didn't have that name or I mean, I, it did, but I was not aware of it at all. And one of my daughters, my oldest daughter, she recommended that I listen to a podcast and she was like, I really think you'll like this. I was going through a lot of um, challenges just as life offers up to us always. And I listened and I did, I fell in love with what I heard, just things the tools and the concepts that were being shared resonated with me on such a level opened my eyes like completely to just a whole new world and in a whole new way. And it was really life-changing for me because of the challenges I was going through. I was able to take those concepts and start using them right away. So many times we think that it's outside of us that is the problem. And a lot of times that's where the where our problems come from, where our challenges come from. But our mindset and the way that we look at them and see them and understand them is huge. And for me, for me to learn to see things differently, it was just was a complete game changer for me. So I followed, um, it's Brooke Castillo and Jody Moore that I followed their podcasts for a really long time. Actually, I'm, I'm one that has to go deep before I jump off. And so it was a long time that I followed their work. And then I decided to go ahead and get certified as a life coach. And so I went to Brooke Castillo's um, life coach school, or I was certified at the life coach school that Brooke Castillo runs. And it was an amazing experience. I spent a year really um, learning concepts, learning coaching, going deep. And ever since then, I've been just meeting with clients one-on-one -on -one and coaching and then had the opportunity. We, you and I got connected through a colleague and had the opportunity. Thank goodness. Yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> had the opportunity to come and start coaching for you. So ever since, or you know, just recently, been working with the next level students and it has been such a privilege and such an honor. It has been so much fun. So that's a little they bit of background. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. And I love how you said that you have been trained. I know there's a lot of people that start hearing this life coach stuff and they're like, oh, I can do that. I can do that. But really there are it's, it's a training. Like it is a hard training that you have to go through. So can you talk a little bit about 
what were some of the things that you actually had to be trained in? Like, what is the difference between someone just saying, I'm a life coach, and then someone that's actually certified by Brooke Castillo or Jody Moore? What are some of the differences? For me, some of the differences are what I've seen is just really learning to not have your own opinions about whoever you're working with, being very neutral and very open. And that sounds obvious, but it's actually not the easiest thing to do. We have our brains, we have our human minds. So a lot of times we do have a lot of opinions about things. And so to really practice letting go of all of that, holding very neutral space and very open space for people, that does take training and that does take practice. And we really did practice that a lot. And we really, it really gives the opportunity to be very objective and very neutral when you're talking with somebody. So that that's one thing. Um, trying to think of some of the other things that, I mean, training was amazing. It was, like I said, it was six months of really the, the hard training. And then it was another six months of really applying the training and going a little bit deeper. So almost like an internship, a little bit um, further into it and really having that space to practice. So just, just so many concepts, so many um, ideas and things that give you a different perspective. And I think without training, a lot of that gets missed. And the training at the Life Coach School is phenomenal. It really is awesome. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So now you told us a little bit about it. Tell us why people would need a life coach. So probably the biggest thing that, and the biggest shift for me when it came to coaching and why people need a life coach is because we all have this most amazing tool, our human brain, (laughs) and it is powerful. We have so many thoughts every day, thousands and thousands of thoughts. And we just see our thinking. We just believe our thinking. We just believe that it's the truth. We believe that it's how it is. You know, it's our perspective of the world. And when you're able to work with a coach and first of all, recognize, and it's a practice, recognize that we don't have to believe all of our thinking. We can question it. We can seek a little bit further to understand it. We can pull it apart. And one of the main tools that we learn is how to do that. We take the facts of what we're thinking and we separate them from our thoughts about them. So two different things. Great. That is so deep and so cool. Will you dive into that just a little bit more? Yes. So we just, we think and we just believe our thoughts. And what we have to do is separate the facts from what we think about them. So for example, um, money. Money is neutral. People have really intense feelings and thoughts about money, but money's neutral. You can think that money is the root of all evil. You can think that money is terrible. You can think that money is destructive, but the fact is money is just a piece of paper. It's just, or a number in your bank account, or it just is. And then on the other side of it, people can think money does amazing things. We need money in the world to be able to help 
people and to serve. And there's just two very extreme ways that you can think about money. And then of course you can, it doesn't have to be extreme. There can just be, you can just see it two different ways. And so it's learning to take your thoughts and just separate the facts from what you think about it. And then to take what you're thinking about and look at it. Does that thought serve you? Does that help you? Does it move you along? Or does that thought hold you back or keep you stuck? So it's really slowing things down and examining what you're thinking. And that is such a skill to be learned and to be practiced. And it takes time to do that. But it is amazing what that can do. Because what we learn is that our thoughts, they create how we feel. And our feelings are what create, like our feelings drive our actions and or our inaction. And then from that, that action or inaction, it produces the result that we experience in the world. So for example, if you're thinking that you can do something like, you know, for example, building a website, you know, a lot of people in the next level, they're going through this process of building a website and they've never done it before. It's a little bit scary and it's a little bit daunting to them. They don't have that knowledge. They don't have that knowledge base. And so if their thought is, I can totally do this, I can figure this out, then that usually is going to create a feeling of confidence or excitement, enthusiasm, hope, like it's just going to create a feeling that is going to then drive the action of getting in there and figuring it out, doing whatever it takes to get on the phone with support if needed or get the help that they need. And then, so that's the action. And then the result is they are going to create that website and it's going to be up and running. On the other side of that, if the thought is I can't do this. This is too hard. I don't know what I'm doing. If it's thoughts like that, then the feeling that gets created in that case is overwhelm or confusion. And from that place of overwhelm and confusion, most of the time there is no action or like it's just a lot of headspace, a lot of spinning, and then nothing actually takes place in order to create the result of getting the website up and going. So in that case, the website doesn't happen. It doesn't get going. And so you can just see how that thought creates that feeling and then that feeling drives the action. And when we can start taking a closer look at our thoughts and how that shows up in our lives, it's really powerful. Okay, so thought to feeling to action. And it sounds like, Uh, what you're saying is like, when you get going, when, whether it's to start your business, whether it's to buy your first product, whatever it is, we talk business a lot in this world, that thought is leading to the action or inaction, right? That is the first stopper for our results that we want could potentially be the first stopper. Absolutely. So what do we do to change those thoughts when we are so ingrained? Like, so an example is if Davis had $50 in his bank account, my son, Mm -hmm. Or if I had $50 in my bank account, we would have completely different reactions. Davis, it would feel like he won the lottery. Me, that would freak me out because 
I mean, you've gone to the grocery store lately. Like that is crazy expensive. And I would be in panic mode of how am I going to pay for everything? And so how do we take our past experiences, which leads to our thoughts and make them into a fact so that we can decide which way to go? So you, we have to really be open to being able to create something new and almost letting go of the past. Because a lot of times we do that. We go back thinking that we've never done this before. And so then it stops us. And so we have to be believing that we can create something different for our future. And we have to be open to the possibility of it. And it's practicing believing that it's possible. And sometimes it takes just baby stepping into that. We talk about the most effective way to change a thought is to baby step into it. We're most effective if we believe our thinking. And so it's really, really important to believe it. But a lot of times we don't initially. And so we just have to practice that. We add on in the front of it. I'm open to believing this is possible and working toward that. And just believing that we can build something or believing that it's possible and then putting your actions behind it, those feelings and those actions behind it. That it's a skill to be able to create the feeling you want to create on purpose. And that's another concept that we talk about and teach. Okay. So wait, go back to that one. And then let's go into the one you were just talking about. So let's say I have the thought, I cannot build a website because of X, Y, Z. Maybe it's because I'm told, maybe it's because I've tried before. Maybe it's because I, I've never done this before, right? Yeah. There's so many things that our brain our brain's very good at filling in the blank, right? Absolutely. So if I'm wanting to start a website or if I'm wanting to start a business and that's my first thought and that is starting that confusion and that is starting all the downward spiral of inaction, how do I train my brain? How do I practice to be able to take action? What would be those steps? So the steps that you would need to take is really understanding what that thought is creating for you. Let's practice. So if you were thinking how, or you were thinking, I cannot do this, what feeling would that invoke for you? I would feel dumb. I would feel frustrated. I would feel like everybody else in the world is doing this and I can't do it because I don't know how to do this website stuff. Exactly. I think that's what I would feel. I'm sure other people have a Gajillion other feelings. Yes. And so if you were feeling all of those things, if you're feeling dumb and frustrated and all of that, how would you show up? What would you do? Well, I think back to junior high days, like the awkward when you walked into a classroom, right? And you felt like everyone was staring at you. Yes. I would feel like the whole world was staring at me. And so I would go in, like I wouldn't know what to do with my arms, right? Like I wouldn't know how to build my website. I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't feel comfortable. And I would be reserved. Like the awkward, I relate a lot of stuff to awkward teenagers because talk about awkward teenager, I was right there. I think I would be reserved going in. Yeah, yeah. And if you're reserved and then like, what are some other things? Like if you're really feeling frustrated, what is it like for you when you sit there and you're trying to do something and you're frustrated? It just spins. Nothing happens. Exactly. And then I'm up too late. And I don't feel, I think a big thing for me is I don't feel movement. Yes. When I get frustrated, 
And when I get stuck or when I get overwhelmed, I just feel like I'm sitting and the whole world is going by me at a hundred billion miles a minute. And I feel like I'm crawling. Right. And I think that adds to it too. Cause if I'm stuck, if I'm like, Oh, I can't get this working. And I'm seeing everybody else doing mm-hmm. it. That adds even more stress. It's more of that awkward teenage. Absolutely. <laughs> creating more of the same thing. And then at the end of the day, the website does not get, it doesn't move along. It just stays stuck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so in order to get out of that, it's to understand, it's to really take a look at that. So it's, you always want to understand what you're thinking is creating for you before you can take that step into creating something different. So it's really important to just that, to just understand where you're at. And so from there, it's literally coming up with a thought that's going to create a feeling of movement. So for you, what would you have to be thinking or what would you want to practice thinking in order to create a different feeling? So that's funny that you bring that up because the business that I run is called the Because I Can, right? And when I have those feelings, like, okay, now we talk about today, right? With me is I was afraid to speak on stage. And that I thought of people throwing tomato, rotten tomatoes, right? All the bad things that happen when you speak on stage, someone recording it going viral, you're shamed the rest of your life, all that stuff, yes. right? All that stuff. And I just kept thinking of all the things I can't do. I can't do this because of the rotten tomatoes. I can't do this because of this. And then I switched my thought to, wait a second, I can do this because I can. I can stand on stage. People aren't going to have rotten tomatoes. No one's going to carry around a rotten tomato. It was all these lies, these thoughts that were coming into my head. And so like today, I still have those thoughts. It's not setting up a website because I know how to do that, but it's other things like speaking on stage or sometimes it's even a a simple little Instagram post. Yes. Right? It can be like big things or it can be little tiny minor things where my brain's running wild and saying, you can't do this, Allison. And I have to switch it to, yes, I can. Yes. yes, I can. And I feel like for me personally, it starts to break down the thought of stopping and move it into action. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a perfect example. So yeah. So in the case of building a website, what would you need to be thinking to move from I can't to that space of I can? Well, I think if I write down all that I can, it's like, why am I thinking all these I can'ts? right? What are the, I can't, I can't build it. Cause I'm too young. I'm too old. I've done this before. And I felt like write all that stuff out. I think getting it out of your thought. Do you think that too? Oh, like yes. writing it down? Yes. Getting it out of it's your like head just- is absolutely power right there because then you Huge. can see it. You bring it into the world. You can examine it. You can understand it. And then you can, you have the ability to go somewhere else with it because you see yes. what it's creating for you. Absolutely. Writing is powerful. Superpower. Yeah. It like gets it out. So it leaves space for the good to come in. Absolutely. And so switching it with, I can't build a website because of I'm too young, right? Switching it to, I can build a website because I'm young, or I can't build a website because I'm old. I can build a website. And this is how I'm going to do it. Yes. 
I'm going to lean into customer service. Yeah, totally, <laughs> customer service totally. is the greatest invention. Yes. Well, and, and you gave a good example. It's like when you say that you can and you are open and you leave your mind open, then those possibilities of how it can happen start coming, right? They start, your brain is powerful. Your brain wants to solve problems. It needs somewhere to go. And when we shut it down all the time, a lot of us shut it down through the phrase, I don't know. We shut it down every time. But when we just stay open to, I don't know yet, or I'm figuring this out, or I'm open to learning how this is possible, it leaves our brain open. And it's amazing that your brain will come up with answers if you will let it be open. It's powerful. I love the word yet. Have you ever heard, you know, Lindsay Star, uh, Lindsay Starling? Is that her name? The violinist? Yes. Yeah. Um, Sterling. Sterling or Sterling. Sterling. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> she, when she got kicked off of America's Got Talent, she said, I'm not good enough yet. And she used that yet to allow herself to become this huge sensation for me to forget her name, <laughs> but she is amazing. Yes. Like, I love that she is an influencer now. I let my girls follow her. They love her, but it's because of that word yet. Absolutely. And that takes us to reframing failure, quote unquote failure, right? We have to continually be open to just learning. We are learning or winning. That is it. There is no failure. We just have to keep moving forward. And it's tough, right? When you, nobody likes to feel rejected or like they did something wrong or that something's not working. And for many of us, it only takes one or two times and then we're like, we're done. But, you know, something that we, a concept that we talk about in life coaching is massive action and massive action is doing, is taking action until you get the results you want. And that is all about, is this working or is this not working? It's not personal. It just is the math of it. It's just the facts. And just to get in that mindset and just letting go of I mean, the only time you actually truly fail is if you quit, like that's it. Otherwise it's not failure at all. It's just learning what doesn't work so that you can continue to figure out what does work. So that is huge as well. Okay. You said something in there that was so powerful. You say one or two times we do things and we're usually done. We walk away, not good enough. All the thoughts start coming in. Right. And you used a word that can be taken two different ways. So you said mass, well, words, two words, massive action. You're not talking about a huge action, like maybe it, like selling everything that you have and moving to some foreign land or something like that. Like that's massive, right? That's massive. You're talking about little tiny actions, but doing them massively over and over again until you get the results. Absolutely. Yes. Awesome distinction to make a you know, to, show, to point out the two, how different they are. And that's absolutely right. It is just taking action. The massive part is the number of times. It's not something gigantic. It's exactly what you said. You just take the action, you figure out what's working and you just pivot if it's not working and you keep going. And the massive part of it is the number of times you try. 
Love it. I love it that you said that. And because you hear outside in the world, hustle, massive, go, 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 right? And that's not what gets results. I mean, yes, it can get results, but how many of us can do these big, huge life-changing things? I think about every time I want to go and lose weight, right? I'm like, okay, no sugar, more water, work out every day, like all only vegetables, like all the things. Like, that's too massive. And my brain's like, whoa. And it's not that, like that isn't the thing that's going to keep me in a healthy weight for the rest of my life. The rest of my life health is the little things. It's adding in water every day. It's those massive actions of saying no to a dozen donuts every day. Cause you know what? I probably could eat that and be just fine, but I've it's the little things every single day that add up to the big results. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just so necessary to keep trying until you figure it out and not to give up. Agreed. Oh, this is so good. This is so good. Okay. So now you have been coaching some of the next level students and you've had some fun stories. Yes. We get to talk every Monday and I'll tell you what, it's such a highlight for me. Such a highlight to the week to kick it off, to hear about these amazing women and men who are taking action every single day and getting these massive results and getting out of their brain. Will you share some of the examples? Well, so it has. It has been so fun. I love I love the people that I work with so much. Like I'm just blown away. I'm inspired by them. I'm so impressed with them. Sometimes when we come together and talk, it's easy when we're together. But these people, everybody who's building their businesses, most of them, I mean, probably almost all of them are doing it on their own. They are in their own homes. They are in their own spaces doing it on their own. And so they have to show up for themselves day after day after day and follow through on the things that they have planned out. And that is no easy task. That is, if you've ever done it yourself, you know how difficult that can be. And so I just really am. I am inspired by them. And and I think that that is also where the coaching comes in that's helpful is having somebody to check in with each week that just helps you keep your mind focused on what's most important at that time. And as entrepreneurs, we've talked about it a lot. They have to reprioritize and rethink about the things that they are working on. And so it really is a powerful meeting to just come together, to talk out loud, to be able to voice some of the things that are going on for them. And just to say it out loud, I've seen so many people just understand a little bit better just because they've talked about it out loud. I'm there to, you know, let them bounce it off of me. I'm there to, you know, just maybe offer a different way of thinking about it or a different perspective that maybe they hadn't thought about before. But it has been amazing just to see everybody's at different places in their journey. I don't know that I've talked to anybody yet who doesn't want to be further along than they are. (laughs) So that's always a fun conversation of just trying to reassure them that where they're at is the perfect spot for them. And just to see them build and grow and just keep at it. It's that commitment that they have to themselves and they have reasons why they are committed to what they're doing. And when they can understand those reasons and really keep them close and keep them visible, they are able to continue to take those steps every week. And the result is their business grows. 
I, I'm just, I've been so impressed and it's just, I, I don't know that I want to, I mean, I don't want to go into specific examples, but just overall, I'll just speak for the group overall. It's just been really, really inspiring and really, it's just been awesome. So you have found like, let's say that someone is going along and, and they're okay. We've got the moment or the next level program, but what if they're not in the next level program right now and they can't call you and say, Misty, help me. Right. Or you call them be like, we talked about X last week. Tell me where you're at today. What are some things that people can do until they're able to have you as a momentum coach? So one of the tools and concepts that I have shared with a lot of my students that I think that they have found helpful, it's actually from Dan Sullivan and he is a business coach and it is, I'll kind of walk you through it, but the very first thing I think people can do is really understand why they're doing what they're doing. Because when they can understand that, then they have somewhere to go. And this is a, an example of, of a writing exercise. <laughs> I would recommend that they write it down so that they can revisit it often. And when they know why they're doing what they're doing, then commitment for them is there. And I'm just trying to think of the best way to like share the concept from Dan Sullivan. So when somebody knows why they're doing what they're doing, then they can really be committed to that reason. And commitment is like, you'll do anything. You'll do whatever it takes when you're really committed to something. When you're really committed to something, that means you're probably going to need to do things that are really uncomfortable for you that you haven't done before that are hard, that are frustrating, that are all those things that come up. But when you're super committed to it, you're willing to do it. And so a, a feeling or an emotion to really lean into would be courage. And when you have courage, it's an attribute that's really admirable. We want to have courage. We want our kids to have courage. We want the people in our lives to have courage. We're so excited when the people around us have courage. It's very admirable. But the truth is courage feels terrible. It is uncomfortable. We are facing fears. We are working through things that are hard. Courage is hard. It's hard. And so to lean into courage you know, we will continue to take those steps forward. And when we take those steps forward and we figure things out, then our capability grows. And when we're capable of doing the things that we need to do in our business, then our confidence grows. And so the four steps that Dan Sullivan talks about are the four C's. So commitment, courage, capability, and confidence. And when we can move through those each of those stages and really kind of understand how they can be there for us, it's been such a powerful tool to lean on and to use, or concept, I should say, in order to just keep moving forward. So I would offer that up to people who maybe you know, don't have access to a coach right now or not a next level right now as just a, a concept to think about. So just to reiterate when we're really committed to something, then we're willing to have courage. And when we have courage and work through that hard stuff, then our capabilities and our ability to do the things that we need to do 
it grows and we become good at it. And when we're good at something, we're confident in it and it just builds like we can use that in so many ways. I love that because a lot of times we see people with these huge successful businesses or these huge successful, whatever, enter in the blank, right? But it didn't start with confidence. It started with the commit step. They had to say, I am going to take that first step forward. It wasn't that, oh, I'm going to have confidence before I do this. That's backwards. It's no, you have to get, you have to commit first. And then you have to go through this phase of courage, which is completely uncomfortable. And then you start to get to feel good. I love how that is written out. That is beautiful because the world says you should do the other. You should have the confidence before you step forward. Oh, no, no. You have to step forward first. Get uncomfortable to be able to build that confidence. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's huge. It's a huge mind shift and a huge, it's just a huge shift in the way that you look at it and the way that you approach it. And you're able to be successful with that because you don't give that. That is so good. I hope if you are listening right now, write those four C's down. That is so good. Or maybe just write the first one down, commit, like just commit to doing it. Yeah. And when you understand, yeah, when you understand why you're committed to something, it's everything. I mean, it literally is, it's success when you really commit and when you really go all in. So good. So good. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to share? Let's see. There's so many things. There's so many things. I think (laughs) I told you I could talk about this for days and yeah. And yet at the same time, because there's so many things, it's all, it's all so much, but I would just say that being able to understand your mind and how your brain works, I guess I will add this. I think it's huge that, and it's one of the most important things that I learned in all of this work. It's how our brain works. Our brain is wired for safety and comfort and efficiency. And so we are always, in order to do something new and to do something that we've never done before, we have to be on to our brain. We have to recognize that your brain is always going to offer up comfort. It's always going to offer up the easy way. And it doesn't want to do hard things. Its job is to keep you safe. And so it's really understanding that nothing's wrong with you. That is how our brains work. And in order to do something new, we just have to be aware of it. We have to overcome that part of our brain. We have to have the idea that we're going to be okay. We have to show ourselves we're going to be okay in this discomfort and we're going to be able to overcome, you know, whatever it is and that, that we have to really seek for growth and in growth is discomfort. And so it's just having a little bit of peace about how your brain works and just knowing it and being able to move through it and go forward I like to think of the opposite of, you know, your brain's going to seek pleasure, it's going to avoid pain, and it's going to conserve energy. And the opposite is seek growth, embrace discomfort, and use massive effort wisely. (laughs) We have to use our energy wisely. Okay, here's another thing that we should be all writing out, putting on our wall next to the four C's. Like, this is so good. Yes. So good. So when we are feeling pain or when we're scared, 
that's exactly where we're supposed to be. I mean, not pain, like cut your arm off pain, but like uncomfortableness, uh, like this doesn't feel comfortable building a website, building a business, putting your face out there. It doesn't feel comfortable choosing a product. And then all the thoughts of, oh my gosh, is it going to bomb? It's uncomfortable. But if we don't do it, we're never going to grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we have to get in the mindset and in the habit of, you know, when we're going along the road and we come to a red light, that red light doesn't mean turn around and go home. It means let's go forward. So we, we've got to stop seeing that red light as, you know, those roadblocks, those obstacles that come in our way. We can't see them as this is a terrible idea. Let's stop. We have to just see them as obstacles. We have to see them as things that we push through and continue on the way. And when we expect, I think sometimes our expectations get us in so much trouble. <laughs> when we have expectations that things are going to be easier than they are, or there's not going to be as much friction, then we set ourselves up to really feel disappointed and frustrated and all of those things. But when we can expect that we're going to run into these obstacles and run into these red lights. It's not a problem. We just move through them and then we keep going. And when we, when that's our expectation, then it's a lot easier to, your mind is in that space of being able to push through the discomfort. So good. I heard something. There's no fire without friction. Yes. I love it. Right. We have to create that spark and how we create that spark is through friction. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, nothing comes, like nothing is created if we don't come out of the cave. <laughs> Our brain is always going to tell us, you know, go, let's stay in the cave. Let's stay hidden. Let's not come out. But we have to overcome that if we want to do something and create something in the world. And think about, I mean, like what, then this is what I think about with the next level students. And all of your students, for that matter, students and people that listen to the podcast and are who are trying to create something in the world, what amazing blessing that these people are that are putting good into the world, that are helping people through the things that they're doing, the products that they're offering, just the different things that go on, that get created. I mean, I always, I have a whole different respect for the businesses that are out there in the world because you see the behind the scenes. You see what it takes to take it from an idea in your head to reality. It's a lot of work. And I'm so grateful for people who are willing to do that. I mean, my life has been changed tremendously. All of our lives are affected because people are willing to put themselves out there and go through the hard work. So it's such, it's such a blessing and such a, a cool thing to be involved in. Oh, 100% with that. Even from like the pen that you're using to the shoes that you're wearing, these were made from entrepreneurs who put their thoughts, their heart, their soul into it to make our lives better. Like I can't imagine walking around this world without shoes right? Absolutely. Or all the bajillion notes I take with the pens that I have. And I have pens that I love and pens that I don't like. Uh, <laughs> of course. of course. <laughs> and so, yeah, all the entrepreneurs that are behind there saying, I can make this better. I can improve someone's life. If it's something simple or something complex, we need entrepreneurs everywhere all the time. Absolutely. One other thing that I will offer from just understanding our minds a little bit better your brain doesn't really care if you think positive or negative. 
your brain runs super efficiently. And so what it's going to do is just find the proof for whatever you're thinking. It's just going to find it and it's just going to look for it everywhere. And so when we look at things or when we think certain things, our brain is just going to come up with all the evidence of why that's true. And so that's another reason why it is so important to understand what you're thinking and understand that you have the power to manage your mind and that it's worth the effort because it can, I mean, it can just change your whole experience of life. I love that you said that because uh, an idea just popped into my head of when we had our daughter, Michaela, I didn't hear any other Michaela's. And then after I had, we were like, let's be unique and name her Michaela. There's like the whole neighborhood's named Michaela, <laughs> right? Yes. And you was saying, find the proof, whatever you are thinking. It's so true. When we're brought aware of something, then everything else seems to be called Michaela or whatever the case is. Yes. Right? Yes. If you're looking and so, looking to buy a new car and, you know, as soon as you start thinking of, you know, the specific car or the specific model, you hadn't noticed it before, but now there it is everywhere. What are, you know? Just, yeah. So same thing. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. So if you're building a website and you're thinking negative, then all those little red lights that you're running into, your brain's going to say you're not cut out for it. Totally. This is why. This, this is, why. is why. Or when you flip it and you think positive and you're like, I know there's going to be red lights, brain, I'm going to help you and prove to you that those red lights means I'm going to pivot. I might turn right, right at this light instead of left. Yeah. But I can keep going forward. I can keep moving. The red lights are literally proof that you're on the right track. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You're on the right track. Absolutely. So another, just in general, I think that just some emotional skills to be thinking about and to be building and to be working on. One is just awareness of what you're thinking, awareness of, and we don't, we're not really good at stopping and pausing and thinking about what we're thinking. But as humans with a prefrontal cortex, that higher part of your brain, we have the ability to think about what we're thinking. And so when we raise that awareness of what we're thinking and how that thinking affects how we feel and how those feelings affect the action that we take in our lives, that is power right there. So just that emotional skill of raising awareness. And then this next one is we're not afraid to feel. We're not afraid to feel that discomfort or the uncomfortable feelings that come along with doing something new. It's even believing that we can handle it. And then to be able to, like one of the skills, and you and I didn't talk about it today, but to be able to process emotion and to be able to process discomfort is a huge skill. We don't want to be robots. We don't want to feel positive emotion all the time or have to have things, everything be great all the time. We're humans. We're meant to feel lots of different emotions and that's normal and that's good and we want to. And so it's allowing ourselves to make space for the discomfort and to process that, understand 
one, what it is, name the emotion. Like we're not very good at naming emotions. It's something that's a skill to build, like understanding what, what the emotion is, name it, anger, sadness, frustration, and then understand how that like affects our lives or how it manifests for us. And then to be able to, you know, understand how it comes, how we feel like physically in our bodies, because our emotions, we can feel, you know, the heaviness in our chest, if we're feeling sadness, for example, or just the different ways, everybody has different ways of how emotions manifest in their bodies. So when we can process and learn to process that emotion, that's huge. It's making space for that so that we usually will move out of that and be able to, I mean, we're supposed to move in and out of different emotions all the time and that's normal and that's good. So that being able to process discomfort and then knowing how to create emotion on purpose is a big emotional skill that takes practice and takes going from that space of, I don't know, to I'm open to learning. I'm open to figuring it out. I don't know yet. And creating different emotions through the way that we're thinking and, and even identifying an emotion you want to feel and then backing it up and understanding what you have to be thinking in order to create that emotion and how to stay with it. And again, these are all skills that, you know, as we coach and as we talk and, and that sort of thing that are available to learn, they're things that have to be practiced. They're things that we have to be intentional about. And that's, you know, that's the fun of, of all of it. There's time for all of it. And it's worth the effort is my opinion. (laughs) 100%. I know that I have to have coaching. Uh, When I run my businesses, there is so much, so many times where I can take maybe a sell of something it has nothing to do with me. And if it doesn't sell, I'm like, I am a such enter in the blank, right? You can fill in a whole bunch of words with that. Right. Yes. And then I have a coach that comes in and was like, that has nothing to do with you. You just priced it $2 too high or you buggered up the description. Get a copywriter. Yes. yes. <laughs> and we take so much sometimes that when we're running a business or maybe even when we're parenting or in so many life situations and we turn it into a personal emotion Mm -hmm. that beats us up when it has nothing to do with it. And so when you say name the emotion and then process the emotion, wait, just because I didn't make a sell doesn't mean that I'm insert the word, whatever the word is, Right. right? I just need to learn to practice, like push all that dead weight that those gross thoughts out of my head make space to separate it out and say it's not me it doesn't show a reflection of who i am it just needs to be changed a little bit right it's the red light again right of hey maybe i'm not supposed to go straight but i'm supposed to turn right and keep moving forward down this path absolutely and that's the beauty of a coach is that objective space, right? When we are very neutral, when we are not emotionally tied, we're able to see things that, and I'm coach, I get coached as well. Same thing. You know, I have a human brain too, just like everybody else. I'm working on all of these skills, just like I'm encouraging other people to work on them. And so, yeah, it's, it's that objective voice. Who's not emotionally tied who can see things Mm -hmm. that we just can't see in our own experiences. 
And so it's, I had my brother come up to me as a coach one time and he asked why I was doing, it was like five o'clock and I was trying to get pictures ready and I was trying to cook dinner and the kids were screaming. One was on piano. Like it was crazy. And he walks into my house, loving brother. And he said, no offense, Allison, you can't do this. You cannot live this life. Your house, you're, you're going to have a heart attack in your thirties. Like you got to hire out. Then I was like, no, I can't hire out. I got to keep all the money. And he's like, stop. Let me show you how hiring works. And he helped me to see something that I couldn't see. And so at that time, my brother stepped in as a coach. And from that moment, I was like, I got to have coaches. I got to have people look at a bigger picture because I'm so, I can get so emotionally wrapped up into it. Absolutely. So, and I love just the idea of a coach, right? Like we're there to encourage, we're there to uplift, we're there to cheer you on, we're there to see what you can't see. And to be honest with you, sometimes there's times that it's not easy to hear what says because we are so tied to our own beliefs and our own ideas. And but when we're open to taking that in, then it's just, it's huge. It makes such a difference. Love it. Okay. Misty, thank you so much for coming on. I have probably 10 pages of notes right here. <laughs> That's good oh, stuff. You're welcome. So, you're welcome. I'm so excited to be part of the team and part of this work. I think it's amazing what you do and you just have the most amazing community. It's awesome. I do. I wake up every morning and just have so much gratitude. Sometimes I just sit in silence and just, it's all gratitude. Like I'm so grateful that I get to be a part of these journeys. And then you get to be part of them and I get to hear them. And just how a long time ago I made God my business partner and he's putting the right people in because he knows our ultimate goal is to get people results, to help them. So I'm so grateful that you came on. You opened with us. I'm so grateful you're on the team. Once again, gratitude, gushing out. I love it. I love it. Well, I am so grateful (laughs) as well. So thank you for the opportunity and thanks for having me on. All right. Is your head swirling with amazing ideas and is your hand full of writer's cramp? I hope so because that's how my mind felt with this interview. I absolutely loved it. Okay, so here are my takeaways. Number one. Thoughts create how we feel. Feelings drive action or inaction, and that results in what we get to experience in the world. Number two, have a thought. And from that, ask yourself if that thought serves you. Number three, it takes practice to change your thoughts. Number four, be open to believing it's possible and put actions behind it. Number five, add yet to your thoughts. I don't know change it to, I don't know yet, to allow you to lean into the things that you just don't know yet. Number six, you're constantly learning or winning. Number seven, massive action isn't one big, huge thing. Massive is a small thing over and over and over. Number eight, you are meant to commit first before you earn the right to have the confidence. Number nine, recognize that the brain offers up the easiest way first. Number 10, red light does not mean go home. It means to turn or to wait until you have it figured out. Number 11, nothing is created if we don't come out of the cave. And number 12, the brain doesn't care if you're thinking positive or negative. It will find the proof for whatever you are thinking and come up with the evidence that it is true. I hope you're able to digest that podcast episode 
and lean into this amazing information that Misty was so gracious and so open to share with us. The Next Level program will be opening up in August. It's only open for about a week, and then we close it because we go hands-on, a lot of one-on-one over a 12-week program, and so we close the door. So stay tuned so you can find out more information about that as it will be coming up in August. All right, get out there, make money, put it in your pocket where it belongs, and I will see you next week. Oh my goodness, that was so much fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of Because I Can Podcast. Now, I've had a lot of you reach out to me and say, Allison, what are some of the products you started with when you didn't have a lot of money? So what I decided to do is I got 16 products, some of my very first products online that got me to my first million dollars. And I have a feeling some of these products are going to absolutely shock you. So you've got to get this free downloadable PDF. Now to do that, just go to becauseicanlife.com forward slash gift. All right. I can't wait to talk to you on the next Because I Can podcast.